I have a very similar experience to a lot of people coming into the space um, and come from a tremendously non-technical background. Uh, so I've never been uh, brilliant with tech um, prior to entering the space um, and always found it difficult. Um, I was never really able to like maneuver myself even around a, a spreadsheet um, that well. So coming into the space, um, uh, I was at the lowest end of the technical spectrum you could possibly be. Once upon a time, there were tens of thousands of makers struggling. Every day, they built for hours and hours but didn't ship and didn't earn enough income. One day, the No Code Wealth podcast came to help them find the way. Because of this, makers became founders and earned the money they deserve. Because of this, founders can have growth, freedom, and wealth. Wealth of time, wealth of impact, wealth of family and relationships, as well as financial wealth. True wealth is what I'm really all about. And this journey has been full of ups and downs for me. Hello, my name is Abdulaziz, and from being a poor boy born to a single mother in North Africa with no money, no connections, only hard work, persistence, and even more hard work, to a European Ivy League business graduate and an expert on seven different psychological therapies with a great corporate job. Still, I've lost everything twice, but I refuse to give up. So now I'm rebuilding my life one more time, 1% a day. On this podcast, I'm privileged to interview hundreds of amazing people from members of the Forbes Technology Council, Google executives, Amazon, Microsoft, LinkedIn executives, to Financial Times reporters and people from Harvard University, Cambridge, Stanford, even the Vatican Church, congressional candidates and decorated veterans, or just beginners wishing to make a difference in this world, all are welcome here. And thank you all so much for the support. After all this hard work of publishing a new interview every day, this podcast is now ranking highly on Apple in the entrepreneurship category, top 200 in San Francisco, top 100 in Australia, top 100 in Singapore, top 60 in Germany, top 50 in Canada, top 50 in the United Kingdom, and top in many other places. So please, Share this podcast with one new person today, because when they will listen to this podcast, they'll be in very good hands. And if you're interested in my marketing mentoring services or mentoring services on how to use podcasting as a powerful tool to research and find your perfect product market fit, send me an email to mentor at storybonding.com or on Twitter at NoCodeWealth. Let's begin. My guest today is Max Haining from Newcastle University to be in a community change maker at By the Ballot to an innovation consultant at the London Borough of Camden, then a social innovation fellow at Year Here and an on deck no code fellow since January 2021. 
Max is the founder at 100 Days of No Code, an educational platform on a mission to democratize software creation by helping people build websites and apps without code. Since launch, the community grew to over 500 members and facilitated over 5,000 hours of no-code learning through workshops, AMAs, newsletters, real-world projects, and an everyday learning methodology. Max, how are you today? Hey, um, yeah, all good. Thanks. Uh, thank you for having me on. Um, and uh, what a what an introduction. Um, thank you for for sharing that. You're welcome. And we're gonna have a lot of fun today speaking about 100 days of no code. And to begin, how did the idea come to be? What was the story, the background that just put into your head the genesis or the kernel of this 100 days of no code? And how did it all start? Sure. Um, good question. So um, there wasn't any grand plan involved with 100 days of no code. It was very much um, something that I decided to start um, uh, or do myself for myself to learn how to to no code. Um, there wasn't any um, idea at the start of some some big community or a vision of democratizing software. There was there was absolutely none of that. It was very much me trying to learn a skill over a hundred days um, uh, and see where I could um, leverage these tools. Um, and really, the the hundred days came about um, uh, in the middle of lockdown of last year, um, uh, which obviously swept um, swept across you know every country um in the world uh, and for me uh it was a perfect time and for many others to start learning um a new skill and that is when i realized or, or thought actually this is a great period for me to knuckle down uh, and learn this really exciting skill that everyone was talking about um and really the the, the hundred days of code or no code sorry came about from uh, my exposure previously to 100 days of code um so before or funny enough before even hearing about no code or any of that stuff i really wanted to get or build a technical edge after finishing university um it was something that i was aware that was a, a gap in my skill set um so i really wanted to get that ability to sort of bring my ideas to life when I had them. Um, so my natural thought after uni was to learn how to code. Um, so in that search to learning how to code, um, so, you know, finding or trying to find the best boot camps and the best you know, learning resources online, um, I stumbled across the 100 days of code challenge. And that was something that really resonated with me. Um, but fortunately, I found uh, or stumbled across a tweet about no code. Um, and ever since I saw that, uh, it was kind of um, the spark that uh, led me to, to wanting to learn it. But it was only come March of last year when um, I suddenly remembered about the 100 days of code and then put that two and two together and realized that there wasn't a hundred days of no code. So that is why I kind of started it. So yeah, long story short, that's why I did it. Thank you very much. So what I heard is after university, you wish to have a technical edge 
and you explored ways to learn code and stumbled upon 100 days of code challenge. And then later on, because of this pandemic, it was the ideal time to knuckle down and learn a skill. And since you were exposed through a tweet to no code, you thought, well, this will be perfect to do 100 days of no code. There was no grand plan or community in it. It was your own personal challenge to challenge yourself for 100 days of no code, get this skill so that whenever you get an idea, you can actually be the one to create it and implement it and have that technical edge without needing to learn code. Is this correct? Exactly. Yeah, you said it better than me. (laughs) Thank you very much. And to begin, something interesting, because even when you think about the Pareto principle, you'll find that among your 500 people, there are 20% of those who are more active, more involved, and more benefiting from 100 days of no code than all the others. And this is in every community that there will be a commonality among those top 20%. If you would think about it, how would you describe what is common among the most engaged or the most successful members of the community and that the people who follow 100 days of no code? Sure. Um, another, yeah, really great question. Um, so firstly, I see like engagement just more generally, uh, regardless of the, the top percentile of, of most engaged people or not. I, I see it as very much a spectrum. So um, there are people that um, are in the community um, more generally that simply just um, tune into the newsletter every Sunday. And that just gives a bite-sized overview of what um, what has happened in the last week in 100 Days of No Code with a curated list of some of the best resources in the space that week. Um, but then if you climb up that ladder of engagement, um, you start to get people that um, are actually posting, uh, let's say, um occasionally on twitter with and using the 100 days of no code hashtag and then maybe you have people that are actually like inside the community and are using the slack every day um and interacting with fellow members of the community and then you you kind of go one step further and and you have people that are um attending the workshops every week our mastermind groups um and presenting our demo days to showcase the cool things that they've been making um so i think firstly it's good to sort of see it like that um but in terms of those those people i've just mentioned right at the top of that um that ladder of engagement um the common traits that i see amongst those people um are a few things so Firstly, they show up every day. So one of the big driving uh, philosophies of 100 days of no code is that um, or what makes it powerful is that you do a little bit of learning each day um, consistently uh, every day. So um, although we don't encourage, you know, massive, you know, five hour chunks of learning each day, which, you know, isn't sustainable and isn't um, really uh, reasonable for anyone to do. We do suggest like small micro gains every day. So those that do that as like a bottom line are already very successful. Um, And why that is, is because it's momentum driven uh, versus 
uh, other like educational experiences in the space that are more self-paced, um, which is hard to do on your own. Um, so um, that is where the community element comes in um, on top of that more momentum driven learning experience and those two things together i think are really powerful um so so momentum... one second one second yes yeah. exactly i was gonna ask about that <laughs> sure, sure. define what is momentum driven uh learning and compare it to self-paced learning and you said it's difficult to do on your own well this is very valuable say what is like i said momentum driven learning and why is it beneficial to people in quarantine, learning on their own, and what is uh, self-paced learning, and why does it not work as well during the these times of a pandemic or self-isolation or whatever? <laughs> of course, no, very good question. Um, so, momentum-driven learning is um, is the combination. Well, at least for me, is a combination of um, uh, doing something. Uh, that's habitual so you're doing it consistently um in some cases it's every day in other cases it's every week but as long as there's a reasonably high cadence at which you're doing or learning that skill then there's momentum and this is um uh added to by uh community so this momentum driven experience is is accelerated by having other people on that journey with you at the same time. Because if you're seeing what other people are making and building and doing, then it's 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 just inherently going to make you want to um, kind of do that as well. So it's it's another thing that kind of propels that that learning sprint you're doing every day um, versus, and, and to touch on why that's important is because um, as we well know, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lonely, lonely world. Um, out there at the moment um people crave that sense of connection um and if they are learning in their spare time it's way easier if they have other people to do it with them versus um self-paced uh which is uh very much a, a way of learning that, that simply allows you to dip in and out of that learning experience and that is fundamentally why it's harder to do because you don't have that accountability that others provide you when you're learning um, all that connection to keep you motivated. So that's, yeah, a quick analysis on the on those two things. Thank you. So if I understood you correctly, self-paced is they give the person the uh, information and let them leave them to their own devices and the people will need to create structure and accountability on their own. But in these busy times where people are stressed and there is too much going on it's not possible to sustain it maybe they're motivated at first for a week or even a month yeah but it will just drop somehow well with 100 days of no code it's two things one you encourage people to do like i said in the introduction one percent a day or whatever yeah. as long as you get your one percent you're doing well it's more process oriented as well as the community in both ways that when you see the results and the progress of other people it keeps you motivated as well as the community the relationships the support mm. it gives you that emotional you know that will have your back emotionally which keeps you going as well 
Is this a correct understanding? Big time. Yeah, no, it, it really is um, really great uh, summary of that for sure. Thank you. And well, comparing, you mentioned those, but comparing to any alternatives, let's say 100 days of no code didn't exist. What would people like? What's the next best thing that is not as good as 100 days of no code or not? that people will be relegated to needing to use to get the, a similar result? And how different is it from 100 days of no code? I'm thinking, well, why shouldn't they go to on deck or to that bubble immerse, uh, for example, or um, they just can't go to some forum or go build their own, like bring three friends and say, let's motivate each other. I'm just, you know, sharing some potential ideas. Well. What are the alternatives that would be the way people would operate without 100 days of no code if it didn't exist? And why is 100 days of no code a superior solution? Sure. Um, yeah, so I, I think the the main alternative, uh, really, um, if you don't want to get involved in communities or anything like that, is YouTube. Um, at the moment, you know, you, you will be able to learn any tool um, you like with with the resources that are on YouTube and the resources that are provided by um, all the the tools that are currently um, out there, their, their own um, knowledge bases, etc., on their own sites. You, so you could just do it that way. Um, but as we said, uh, YouTube and, and and those kind of things that is all again self paced. Um, so it comes back to that. Uh, that importance of community, especially at this time that we're in. Um, but I think the the fundamental difference um, really uh, with 100 days of no code and other solutions is two things. So one, um, that it's time bound. So you do it over a set period of time. Um, and ideally, uh, well, in most uh, cases, uh, you come out the other side of that 100 days with a a skill set, um, a tangible skill set. Um, uh, most people that finish it come out with three different separate projects that they've built and a a, a really uh, good understanding of a few uh, no-code tools. Um, and the the second thing um, is that it is uh, the, the structure we give you um, over those hundred days. So. So we give you that process, as you say, that system uh, that you can fall back on and um, I think there's a quote from James Clear around um, something something around uh, you should um, you, you you rise uh, to the to your goals and fall to the level of your systems or something. But you always need that system to drive uh, that goal uh, eventually. And um, we give you that system. Um, so I think that that really is the the crunch uh, or the the main. Uh, biting point is the fact that we will accelerate your learning um by giving you that consistency which ultimately is is fundamental to any to learning any skill thank you so if i understood correctly well in these days people are so busy the schedules are so hectic they're overworked and overwhelmed with so much going on with the pandemic and the economy etc the they would need to go figure out the best curriculum from YouTube videos, structure their whole days, keep themselves motivated, etc., which is not 
realistic. While if you if they come to 100 days of no code, the structure is already there. They can only they only need to think about okay, what is my small chunk of this sprint today or this week to do that knowing that they will have the community to support them they will make new friends they will feel less lonely in this time of loneliness mm -hmm. and know that it's not forever because if it's a long 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 term thing people get demotivated mm -hmm. it's 100 days every day the the clock can be counting down knowing they're mm -hmm. getting nearer and nearer to the end and knowing they will end with the skill set of taking any idea turning it into an app or a website or whatever is happening. And they will end up with three different finished projects that they can release to the world or at least be proud of what they have done, knowing they already did it so they can do it again, giving them tangible reasons to be confident, confident founders mm. rather than theoretical keyboard jockeys who <laughs> speak about no code but have done yeah. nothing. Is this a correct understanding? Yes, absolutely. Um, it's all about that that tangible output. And, and I think you strike on something really important there. And it's the confidence uh, that you have in your mindset. So I remember when starting out in no code, um, uh, everything, you know, like felt exciting, but it didn't feel tangible because I didn't have those skills. And so everything was theoretical in my mind. It wasn't like I could have an idea and then um, go and make it. But then at the end of the 100 days, um, it was uh, it turned from being that theoretical thing to more of a tangible thing where I had those ideas. And as you say, um, as you said, we you can actually make them at that point. So, yeah, I think it's a real mindset mindset shift as well um, from the skills that you learn. Thank you. And let's explore the other side. So the positive is <laughs> they will have the confidence. They will have three concrete projects they have done mm. and skills that will serve them for life or even if all those platforms went away <laughs> it will be much easier for them to learn the next evolution of no code platforms because they have a solid concrete real life foundation or at least know how to learn mm. but the negative now imagine <laughs> someone is just doesn't have that confidence they try to explore no code but they built nothing Mm. and the time is passing and the 100 days passed, <laughs> what is the worst part about their life or about this, their situation that is caused by spending the next 100 days just uh, speaking about no code rather than learning it uh, in a concrete way? Sure. Um, yeah, so I, I think uh, that is a very easy trap to fall into is um, the fact that that if you're not intentional about your use of the 100 days, um, then uh, you, it won't be as fruitful for some than it is for others. So I think it goes back to that book, um, Bounce, where it, it talks about this 10,000 hour rule. Um, and uh, anyone can become world class in anything, it says, at least um, if you spend 10,000 hours on learning a particular skill. Um, but there's one key thing uh, that that you have to do in order to, to to reach that, and that is be intentional about the usage of those ten thousand hours. So it can't just be, as you say, you know, scrolling through YouTube videos or or um, or or doing unproductive things that feel 
productive. Um, so consuming lots of content without any output to that content, for example. Um, so I think um, the point being there that uh, intentional learning is key. Um, and we've just actually released a um, beginner's course. And one of the the things that we've released as part of that is a uh, no-code learning sprint uh, to, to really mitigate the, the likelihood of someone starting 100 days and then um, kind of just meandering around for 100 days as opposed to learning it in a very uh, intentional way. Um, so this sprint will, will help you you actually uh, move through the different phases um, intentionally. Thank you very much. And mm -hmm. to explore even more, sure. the people who come to the 100 days of no code are, of mm -hmm. course, from all backgrounds, all sizes and shapes, and sure. all needs. But who seems to be the kind of founder or no code maker who gets the best value and who needs the most 100 days of no code? So the people that really, really will have a transformative experience. Of course, all do, but some will be like the, uh, the ones that will get the most value out of it. What kind of people are those people? Sure. I, I think this one's tricky to, to answer because, as you say, that there is a whole lot of people, that, that different types of people that, that, that take the, the challenge on. Um, what I do think... Um, is uh, a driver for for anyone that's that's, that's successful um, on 100 days is is coming to learning to no code with uh, some form of real like outcome that you want to achieve. So that may maybe for someone, as you say, like a founder um, who has this one startup idea, um, and uh, they use the 100 days as their their sprint. They 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 use it so that they can not only learn to know code but then launch a product off the back of it um or as part of it um so so i think for those types of people that people that come with a very clear idea of exactly um what they're learning to know code for will be um just more more successful by the fact that they're, they're they've got an increased motivation uh that's kind of driving um their learning um on top of the, the the structure we give them and and of course the the community that, that that's there as well thank you so if i understood correctly people who come in with a clear idea for a project they would like to release to the world and use the structure of 100 days of no code to be like the boundaries that both motivate them and make sure that they will create it and release it are those people who get a lot of value from their time. Is this correct? Absolutely, yes. And um, we, we actually do uh, uh, quarterly demo days. So that they're, they're an event that we, we have where, where people um, get the chance in the community to, to launch their own um, no-code projects that they've built. So, so that's, that, that kind of aligns with the cadence of uh, the 100-day cycles as well. Um, so so if people want to launch their products, they can, they can do it uh, as part of that event. Thank you. And then to take this value to the next level, is mm -hmm. it possible to have something as part of 100 days of no code that is an ideation process or helping people come up with the right ideas 
so that when they're working on it, they have their you know eyes on the ball and they have an idea in mind that they're even more excited about. I mean, do you have competencies, community skills, or ways to develop your own process for people who join 100 Days of No Code to know and be guided through coming up with a great idea that is will fire them up to work even harder and release it and be those who get part of those who get the maximum value. Sure. Um, yeah. So I think I think that's a really good point, and it's something we're we're, we're working on um, by collaborating with with experts um, in the like idea phase, I guess, and the the, the validation phase of of starting your own um, business. So so as you say, when someone enters the community or or, or starts. 100 days of no code um it's optimal for them to have um that one you know idea or multiple ideas um that they want to pursue um but if they don't have one then it's, it's a little harder so um what we do is uh we have one-on-one onboarding sessions so we talk through those ideas and if they don't have them um um we make sure that they um or, or pass them to others in the community that um can give them some form of inspiration um, to either develop the ideas they already have or create completely new ones. So um, we have mastermind sessions and, and a variety of other um, things where members of the community are connected together. And often in those sessions, um, ideas come about just purely by the fact that they're connecting with other cool people that are making cool things. Um, but um, so once they've, you know, they've got that idea and we've helped them get that, um, of course, you know, they can make it, they can create it, but then they still need to validate it. And that is um, where we're, we're looking actually to collaborate with uh, great uh, people like Michael Novotny, who, who's running uh, the Lean Side Project and uh, Venturism, who, who do... Um, some cool things around helping uh, no coders become venture builders. Um, so leveraging their expertise to help the 100 days community is something we're going to be doing more of as well. Um, so watch this space. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's exciting. And to go a bit deeper, because one of the foundations of 100 days of, of no code, or at least as it's written, is to democratize the access and ability of everyday people to create apps and software, etc. Is this correct? Yes, absolutely. What is the philosophical reason why it's not right that that skill is not democratized? And why is it your mission in a way to make that something available for the everyday man and woman? Sure. Um, no, really great question. Uh, so basically, um, at the moment, uh, only a very small amount of people build the technology that shapes our everyday lives. So um, all the stuff that we're using, Zoom and software, whatever that is, um, something that we're stuff that we're using now more because of see things have gone online. Um, uh, it's been built and created by a very um, small uh, unrepresented uh, privileged group of people um, that uh, can afford uh, to learn how to code um, with the time investment involved in that um, 
and the the money often involved with that like having to go to uni or or college um or having to pay for expensive boot camps um and these are resources that a lot of people don't have which means that um, a lot of people are excluded from that building process um which is why having this uh this the these no code tools is so um wonderful because that building process has become way easier um but the thing is it's still not uh easy to leverage these tools for some people so that is kind of where 100 days of no code comes in in terms of this whole democratization play is the fact that we accelerate democratization by actually helping people learn these tools um so it's kind of two layers to it. it's the tools give that first initial democratization and then the second layer to that is well people still need to learn them and of course they're more intuitive than learning to code but uh they're not as easy as they say they are or marketed as so that's where we come in to to make uh, the learning process easier for people um, and uh, essentially in doing that what we're, we're aiming to do uh, is to create more more problem solvers a more diverse set of problem solvers in the world who aren't um, only those who can afford you know, how to code um, uh, and just unleashing a batch of citizen developers um, just like there are citizen journalists um, who can you know build cool things um and the the result of that will be uh more problem solved um more inclusive digital spaces um because if we have um more diverse builders uh, then the products and the software created will be more inclusive because they're taking into account the experiences um and backgrounds of all those uh more diverse builders that that there can be as a result of no code and educational platforms like 100 days um so so that's the vision that's kind of why we're doing it and and the result uh, that could potentially um arise as a result of us um you know moving this this movement forward and the last thing i'd like to say on that is um uh expanding or, or increasing diversity into tech um and the careers um that no code will will open up is also exciting um, because that again is notoriously gated and um, by giving people the ability to create cool tech in an easier quicker cheaper way um, will naturally open up more doors in the tech space for those again who can't afford to go the route of uh, learning to code so so that is yeah really um, uh, yeah the, the, the why and, and, and stuff for, for for that thank you and let's go even deeper. Two things. How, does it, how will the world change when you unleash more problem solvers? So on a bigger scale. And personally, each person who has the skills to create an app or software at will after the 100 days of no code, how will their lives be better? How will they have more freedom, maybe a more secure income, more time with their family, just take me there because those are great what you mentioned, but they're really features. And to take it to that emotional place, we need to go deeper. And therefore you mentioned problem solvers unleashed in the world. Well, how will the world change because of that? 
and the people who will have the skills at the end, how would their lives specifically, each person's individual financial security, time with family, um, freedom, confidence, something that is in their own innate uh, life and being will take their lives to a higher and better level. Of course. Um, yeah, I, th- I think, yeah, it's it's definitely good to go deeper on, on these things. And, and um, I think unleashing more problem solvers um, will will open up a world where we're, we're seeing more um, niche problems solved. So I'm not suggesting that that, that people with no code skills can can um, you know solve the biggest problems uh, that the world faces. But um, what we can do is is solve niche um, or more niche problems um, as and when they arise uh, for 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 you know a mountain of different communities um, out there and people. Um, so I think that is again uh, the sort of the generalistic uh, like picture of what will result from there being more problem solvers. Um, and then in terms of how um someone's live lives or livelihood uh changes as a result of doing 100 days of no code or just generally learning how to no code i think is is um is huge so you you i mean i've seen people create their own businesses um from uh when using these no code tools when they would never have been able to do so because the traditional route of uh having to fund your own business uh and and that kind of thing uh from external investment uh is just not a viable route for some and that uh doesn't have to be the path now because of no code so so i'm seeing people create businesses that they'd never have created before and create income streams that they would never have had before which is amazing um you also have people that are, are carving out careers now as visual developers and, and freelancers, um, which is another really exciting uh, space to be in and career route for, for people. Um, and that is, you know, freelance jobs uh, that they do um, themselves or as part of bigger no-code agencies or um, uh, as we're starting to see now as part of bigger, you know, corporations and startups who are all now starting to hire um, no code operators and automators and um, experts uh, in particular tools, which is incredibly exciting. And then to, to talk on the the mental uh, aspect of it, the the mindset shift that you get from um, from learning to to no code is is the fact that you you see things now and you can do something about them. Um, so. I think I've got on the site. I really like the quote. It's from IDEO. Um, but the, the best way to complain is to make things. Uh, and uh, no code um, <laughs> lets you uh, complain in that way and make something as a result of the problem that you're seeing or finding or frustrated by. And that to me is, um, yeah, the, the, the mindset shift and the, the, the big thing that you you really can do now um, as a result. So yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Thank you. Yes. And among your community, there is always like a larger percent of people who have a similar motivation. So do you find the largest percent are people with their own 
personal frustrations and problems that they will want to complain by creating a solution? Or is it people interested in creating and carving their own career as visual developers and freelancers? Or is it more founders who will create new businesses and SaaS, etc.? Thanks to these skills, who seems to be a larger segment than the others? To be honest, I, I think that they are actually quite evenly split. I'd say a slight leaning would go towards um, people that want to solve their own problems um, by creating fun, sort of small uh, scale applications. And then there's also the, the yeah, as you say, the those that are creating uh, micro SaaS businesses and, and those kind of things with no code. So I think those two groups definitely um, would would have yeah a weighting towards being the most common. But I would say there is a growing amount of people that, that are entering this space purely to become um, visual developers as a new viable career option, um, which is which is super cool as well. I like that. And each one of, the, of them needs their own marketing message, actually. It cannot be amalgamated all mm. together. And I have a question about you as a person sure. to estab- establish more and understand your role in this. So two things. Why do you understand the situation of your community members more than a lot of people in this world? And second, why are you the person who is the head of 100 days of no code that can do that more than an average person who just read a few books and can do it. I'm not criticizing you. I'm just looking for the keys in the marketing to establish empathy and authority. So I'm saying what makes you able to understand their situation better than most other people and what puts you in a position to be the founder at no code at uh, with 100 days of no code rather than any other person, not in the world, but 90% or whatever? <laughs> no, of course. No, great question and completely valid. Um, so I think really my um, uh, my position and, and why I, I, can, I can do it and I'm able to do it is the fact that um, I have a very similar experience to a lot of people coming into the space. Um, and come from a tremendously non-technical background. Uh, so I've never been uh, brilliant with tech um, prior to entering the space um, and always found it difficult. Um, I was never really able to like maneuver myself even around a, a spreadsheet um, that well. So coming into the space, um, uh, I was at the lowest end of the technical spectrum you could possibly be. So I can really relate to any um, beginners coming into this space. Um, And to be honest, I still consider myself a no-code beginner in in some way, um, just because I feel their pain so much and and how they're feeling and thinking as they enter the space. Because I know what it's like um, being in between that, the gap that exists between the marketing that these tools put out there so how easy it is um creating things in five minutes which in some apps you can and then that gap between your reality which is coming into the space not knowing how to leverage these tools and not being able to create as quickly as you've been told you can so 
um, me just being empathetic towards that and, and giving people a helping hand uh, to eventually realize that 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 attainable thing that is being able to do that and create those things in five minutes and 10 minutes, whatever. Um, but just helping them along the way. So they're not left in no man's land, essentially. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of really why I love doing it because I can help people um, in a similar spot to me. And, and that's also why um, I, I've created this, this beginner's course that is, is kind of a me downloading everything I know um, and the pain points beginners have experienced and um, giving them, you know, uh, that, that guiding, um, guiding hand or whatever um, through that initial process. Brilliant. So if I heard you correctly, and I will focus on the uh, upcoming segment of people who are creating and carving their own career paths. So in these times or in these hard times where people are losing their jobs, the economy is tanking and going down and typical career paths are being replaced more and more. What people want is they want more security in their career and in their income. But what happens is that they come to the no-code space thinking they will become visual developers, but there is a huge gap between the marketing or what those platforms promise and the real difficulty of becoming a visual developer. And if you follow the YouTube videos or any self-paced way, what happens is that you're left to your own devices. And how often have you started a book or a project and never finished it? It's a typical experience. So what happened is that this is not right. You have the right to get the skills to become a visual developer. And the way to do that is through momentum-based learning, where you'll be there you will only need to focus on a small percentage of progress every day or week. The community is supporting you. Other people are showing you their creations to give you even more hope so that that motivation won't burn out. You will keep on going, pacing yourself, knowing it's only 100 days to get these competencies. And therefore, you can dedicate yourself, look at the finish line, and keep motivated every day. And Max is here he has been in your place or even worse where he had even trouble with excel sheets etc and he has been there where he believed and um, drank the kool-aid of the (laughs) no-code platforms telling him that it's simple and easy well there is a gap between what they promise and the reality of it so he has put all those pitfalls knowledge tips and understandings for you to just trust the process. You don't need to be confident at the end you will be. All Mm -hmm. you need to do is do what you need to do in that day and in that week, trusting that in the end, you will get this done. You will have it. You'll have the structure and the accountability. And at the end of those 100 days, you will be someone who has so many benefits, some of them. When you look yourself in the mirror, You'll be proud of those three projects you've achieved, but even more of the skill that will be yours for life. And if you can do this in 100 days, what more can you do? Can't you carve your own career path? Can't you create your own micro SaaS? Well, you'll get a new sense of confidence through real achievement rather than just affirmations or positive Mm -hmm. thinking, where if you have done this, 
you can do more, even more when you go to businesses, you have a rare skill, whether as a freelancer or a part of an agency or even employed by corporations, being a visual developer who has achieved and has in your portfolio three projects to show and say, I have done this with pride so that they know you can do it and you will get an easier time rather than someone who didn't do it before. And even as a person who is a freelancer or an employee, you can create side projects and micro SaaS within days, weeks, or even five minutes that will keep Mm -hmm. on bringing you passive income and side income to give you that financial stability that is truly rare in this time of economic upheaval. But without this, 100 days from now, you will look back at this moment and find that nothing changed. Yes, a lot, you have said a lot, a lot was spoken about no code, but as they say, after all is said and and done, there is a lot more said than done. (laughs) Don't be in that position because in reality it's worse because you'll be three months older and you'll be more than three months older, actually a hundred days older, but that is every day is one step behind where you've lost the potential the opportunity cost, while other people who joined 100 Days of No Code are there unleashed to the world to solve problems. And problem solvers are the true valuable people who earn the money they deserve. And therefore, by being there, they will pass you in financial stability, in their confidence, in their knowledge, in their recognition as people who are doing something, while you won't be in that place. And that is a very sad place to be. So just by joining 100 Days of No Code, you can be that. 100 days from now, life will be different or not. It's up to you. Is this a fair summary? Well, yeah, that was amazing to listen to. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that was incredible. Thank you very much, Max. I mean, this is why I, I spent all my life perfecting this skill. So this is something that is I appreciate your kind words for. Please, if you can share about 100 days of no code, if people wish to join or to learn more, or uh, maybe you can share some news about it or anything, share more and tell where people can go in order to participate, to read more, to learn more, etc. Of course, um, absolutely. So um, if you're yeah interested in checking us out, uh, simply just go to www.100daysofnocode.com um, or if you just want to reach out to me and, and uh, ask a few questions before you dive in, that's absolutely fine. Um, and you can reach me on Twitter um, uh, at uh, Haining, so H-A-I-N-I-N-G, and then Max, uh, and I'll get back to you right away. So my, my DMs are open, but um, yeah, those are the best places to, to um, get in touch and, and get started. Thank you very much. I'll make sure to write them down in the description as well. Max, it was a privilege and I wish you a brilliant day. Thank you so much. And, and uh, I really appreciate you having me on here. It's been, been super fun. Mm-hmm.